0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: I think the biggest problem that I went through was the the grief of losing uh, my sport career. It is like losing uh, a family member. Beyond the Field on AMI-tv examines important issues impacting the world of sport. Many conversations I would end with me in tears feeling like, I was being told that I had to change and I had to toughen up. Beyond the Field Uncut provides access to the full, unedited conversations. It's great that you represent Canada and
0: live in Canada. It must be a great country to live in. And I'm like, yes it is. But as a minority, there still is
1: a lot of racism. Join Paralympians Greg Westlake and Travis Morau as they raise awareness and push the conversation forward through discussions with elite para-athletes, experts, and coaches. This is Beyond the Field, Uncut. Hello, I'm Greg Westlake. In the episode on recruitment and grassroots support in para-sport, I chat with Canadian Paralympic Hall of Famer Archie Allison of Variety Village. I got my start through the great organization and we talked about the impact programs like his can have on young kids with disabilities getting into sport. So here's the full interview. So, Archie, first off, thanks for doing this. Great to have you.
0: Thank you, Greg. Great to be now, here.
1: When I say the name Leon Wilson, well, what, what does that mean to you? Is it true that you got your start in helping others just because you had a neighbor with a disability?
0: I did. Uh, when we were kids on my street, uh, I was good friends with Leon's brother. I uh, hung hang out all the time and often saw Leon in the house and not outside with us. So uh, I was trying to decide why he wasn't outside with us and hanging out with us and playing with us. And uh Through all the years, he's still involved with Variety. We're still good friends, and it's been kind of an evolution. I didn't really think about it. That's why I got my start, because I always just kind of thought we're just friends and people that we knew each other,
1: and we just sort of hung out naturally, and it evolved into this great friendship and then continues today. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Variety Village there briefly. I know that's a place that's near and dear to your heart. I know I got my start in Parasport at Variety Village. It's a place I'm so grateful that it exists. Can you just uh, explain a bit about what it means to you? Absolutely. Uh,
0: 38 years ago, I got my start at Variety. Uh, I started as a co-op student from the high school next door, fell in love with it instantly. It was one of those places where you go and you think um, everyone feels welcome, everybody feels accepted, everybody feels involved. And as a sports training and fitness center, it was one of the avenues at that time that people didn't pay a lot of attention to or prior as important so for people with disabilities, coming to Variety it was often the first exposure to sport or recreation they had. Um, proud to be part of it. Love going to work every day and learn something
1: new all the time. So Variety Village offers so many different sports for people to go try. Why is it important to have the variety?
0: One of the things I've found, uh, Greg, for a lot of kids that come to Variety for the first time, they're always surprised at the number of sports that are available to them. Um, A lot of times when kids get involved, it's through a coach or someone they know saying, you should play hockey or you should swim or you should do something else. And what I find is a lot of the families or kids with disabilities that come to variety for the first time, see wheelchair basketball and athletics and taekwondo and swimming and other sports. And they really kind of get excited around uh, the different opportunities. Sometimes the sport they were introduced to first and sometimes it creates an avenue where they look at another sport and think, hey, I'd like to try that too. So it's really one of those places where you, can see and feel and be part of a number of sport activities. And a lot of our coaches are also kind of actively recruiting to get more people involved as well. So there's a constant kind of uh, interest from our coaches saying, I want you on our team. I want you on our team. And uh, looking at the different options through uh, seasons and sessions and thinking winter sport and summer sport and different opportunities for everybody. So it's a great place to be, to learn about what's out there. And it's a great place to kind of showcase some of the things that maybe you haven't had um, an opportunity to see before.
1: Well, and on that topic, how do we get more kids with disabilities involved in sport?
0: Mm. So It's a great question. I have to tell you, we get asked this a lot. Um, I find there's, there's almost a process. There's, there's an interest that's created uh, through sport activities, through um, advertisements, commercial, social media. But the most impact I find is when someone like you, Greg, or Brad Bowden, or Tyler McGregor, or someone's actually on site. So they actually meet people that are actually involved in the sport, represent the sport and play the sport because there's hesitation in a lot of cases to try something new. And for parents and guardians, when they're with their children, they're they're trying to figure out, can my child do this? Should my child do this? Can they play or do they play? And then for the kids to get introduced at school, they don't often translate that information back to home. So they'll say to their family, you know, I tried wheelchair basketball. And parents like, that's great. <laughs> but I find that the best instructions, if the, the parents are guardians with the child or in proximity, or you can share resources, that you really kind of start a conversation around what people can try and what people can do. So there's a whole process and alignment. And I find familiarity is the biggest one. We get a lot of kids from all over Ontario that will meet the summer staff and volunteers from Variety. And they, they get excited by meeting that staff person or that individual and from that, they, they continue on so they travel great distances to be part of our programs and events and teams. And, and that's not really what we want to do. We don't want to attract people from everywhere to come just to Varady Village. So my role is to promote resources, community contacts, clubs and teams in your area where you can link and get part to be part of it as well. And, and that's all a transition piece. I think because uh, for kids going to a new place the first time can be incredibly overwhelming, um, create some anxiety, creates some concerns, um, and, and then when you put the kids in an environment for the first time, it's a whole transition piece. So I have a whole flow of things that I do because I'm older now. And when I'm meeting people for the first time, I have to be conscious of that. That um, I'm meeting people for the first time. So I introduce them to what I do and who I am. I'll invite them for a tour of varieties. So they can kind of see what we do and who we are. Uh, they can take part in a program or watch our program for the first time if they want to experience it and see if they like it. Um, but the biggest piece that happens is the networking, the, the resource, the families that start to talk. Uh, And we often get big compliments on that at variety in our community programs too, where families network and the peers and the kids start to interact. And once that starts, it creates a whole confidence around sport
1: and getting involved and getting active together. And you talked a bit about the first experience. Why is that so important?
0: Uh, the first experience is the one you remember. Um, we, we talk a lot about uh, your favorite teacher in school, and people will say very quickly, This was my favorite teacher, and this was why. And then you can ask, Who is your least favorite teacher in school? And often people can tell you why immediately, why that person was or wasn't their favorite teacher. And in those conversations, you really realize and recognize that that first instruction can be a chance to introduce someone to something they can take part in, they can enjoy, they can be excited about. And shape kind of their their thinking around what they thought or what it's going to be. So we do a whole kind of conversation piece around that first experience when people are coming in to talk about kind of that that transition, that orientation, that familiarity. And then just the enthusiasm of our coaches, our staff, our volunteers and friends uh, to try and introduce it in a way that people feel good. uh, People feel excited and people feel that we're really listening to what they want to do and what they want to try.
1: And can you touch on why it's so important for kids with disabilities to, to get involved? Because some people will go on and play Paralympic sport at a very high level, but for a lot of people, they gain confidence, they make friends. You, you know, What have you seen just as some of the biggest changes in kids that come out and get involved?
0: Uh, well, I've been at Variety for 38 years, and I've met a lot of people like yourself who got their start at Variety and tried sport for the first time. And I really think that it creates a, a social environment a physical environment where you can really kind of be active, um, enjoy, be part of something important. And you can decide kind of what that means to you. For a lot of our athletes, they choose to be a recreational athlete and just do it to um, for the company of others. In other cases, we have a lot of people that want to go onto a competitive stream. So we work with the athlete and with the families too to make sure that they have a place and a space where they can take part in that and then also connect and collaborate with our resources too. So um, I I think it's important that we, we share the expertise, we work together and we work with coaches that are going to get us to the level we want to play in sport. And do you yourself have a personal approach for getting people involved in para sport? Uh, Yeah, I have kind of a philosophy. It's called all, (laughs) it sounds kind of funny, but it's um, ask, listen and learn. Uh, A lot of people contact me. A lot of people will come to variety for the first time and ask to meet with me to talk about, Um, their interest. Some are very hesitant, uh, some are overly excited, (laughs) some are very nervous, and each one ranges with every individual. So it's really uh, asking, listening, and learning. Um, Asking what they'd like to do, what they'd like to try, what they've heard about, or what they know. Uh, Listening, um, actively listening, though, trying not to finish a sentence before someone asks the question of something I think they should do, and then learning, right? I think that in those opportunities, it's a chance to learn what someone wants to do and what they could like to do, and what restrictions they've had placed against them that maybe have inhibited some of their, um, their excitement around the sport.
1: And through all your experiences, what are some of the lessons that you've learned from developing enticing parasport programs? I
0: think the biggest one is to never um, limit or exceed my expectations is the big one to, to almost remember that every individual is going to be an individual on an individual day that um, there's a readiness timeline that uh, some of the people I've met, sometimes two, three and five years ago, they've joined more recently because now they're ready. So it's learning kind of that we have to adjust and and respect the readiness of a person in sport and their interests to to support kind of where they want to be and what they want to do. Uh, We get pretty excited around meeting people that are interested in sport and that want to get involved. So it's it's very easy to kind of get people very motivated to get started right away. But I think there's a readiness factor that plays uh, where people start to learn, they'll try a sport. And even in that they might try that sport and think I'd like to try something else or I prefer an individual to team sport or I prefer recreational to competitive or other. And it's really kind of bring yourself back to remember that that person's individual and that we're supporting their needs and interests.
1: You know, one of the things that, that I was just thinking about is I love trying all the different sports but sometimes it's hard to have all the right equipment to fit out everyone's specific needs. Is that one of the biggest challenges you face? Can be. Yeah. Uh, equipment and, and just sizing.
0: Um, there's a lot of questions around um, if people try a wheelchair for the first time, it doesn't fit or it doesn't feel right. And then trying to find something that fits appropriately or makes people feel more secure. We offer a lot of sports and a lot of different activities with varied sizes from children to adults. And what I find most interesting is that in that people for the most part, haven't seen or used this type of equipment before. And when they try it for the first time, there's some challenges, there's some frustrations around the use of it. And then there's the the questions of where can I get it, right? Like, how can I get it and can I afford it? So again, we we like to work with our community partners and our friends and our experts and um, mostly athletes in the field, athletes in the field that can kind of share um, what they use and what they prefer and their experiences with the piece of equipment itself. So
1: I've been involved now for, with Parasport for about 17 years. You've been at it for about, for about 40. So mm-hmm. what are some of the biggest changes you've noticed over that, over that span? What I've
0: really enjoyed watching is um, more representation, more involvement by people with disabilities, introducing opportunities for people with disabilities. Um, I also find that in the coaching field as well, that more coaches um, have been prior athletes or prior participants in programs and when you get people with lived experience and with that expertise of being on um, an international stage or a competitive stage that I myself have not been part of, but you have, you really kind of get people excited around that learning phase of what would it feel like and what will it be like and what can I expect and who should I talk to about it? And, and for someone like you, Greg, for someone starting in uh, paradise hockey or sledge hockey when they're starting out, to meet someone like you really kind of sets that tone of, of understanding and excitement and motivation.
1: Too kind, Archie, too kind. <laughs> I, um, you, you know, you teach at Centennial College now. You have a wealth of, of knowledge. What are you hoping that kids take away from that course?
0: It's funny for me because uh, the class is called Inclusive Recreation at the college and at the university is Adaptive Physical Education. And what always amazes me is the number of people that have had limited to no exposure to sport or parasport. And when people are getting introduced the first time, there's some hesitation and some questions and some concerns. And through the classes, what I get most excited about is watching how passionate people get about it and how engaged the students become and how they start to identify with this is important, this is unique, And suddenly they recognize that I know people that this would be beneficial for, or I know people that would be excited to to be part of this. And I find that typically kind of through the the classes, you can kind of feel momentum changing. And I myself, am a big uh, proponent of collaboration and networking. So I often invite, I guess, speakers and friends and peers and organizations to present what they do. And the number of students that get involved with those organizations or those program sources after is always incredible. Um, I think a large population that I can contribute to recruitment is because of the students I've worked with over the years that have gone on now to become teachers or uh, business professionals in the corporate world who've referred someone to me and said, hey, did you know about such and such a sport or such and such an activity? And where that's exciting is you think prior to this class in the feedback that we get, they didn't really think of para sport or Special Olympics or other sports as a sport opportunity. They didn't really recognize that there were opportunities for people with disabilities to compete or play or even participate. And through kind of the, the duration of the classes, they leave with that built up momentum of they wanna make change, they wanna recruit, they wanna advance um, opportunities for people with disabilities to be involved. So I'm always excited when you see that learning happen and when you see that aha moment where they say, oh yeah, like I want people with disabilities to be involved. I want people in my programs. I want that person to be part of my team. So, so yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting to watch and and be part of, and I've been teaching for probably 25 years plus now. So the number of students that have gone on and then reconnected at at a later date with, I know someone who would really benefit from meeting you, or I know someone that would really enjoy Variety Village, or even can you share somewhere outside of Toronto or outside of Ontario, where I can refer my family or friend to.
1: Now, for those who aren't lucky enough to be in your class and get taught by you, how do people get involved?
0: Yeah, (laughs) Um, I think a lot of it's through uh, promotions. Social media has played a big impact on what we do. I often find around the time that uh, we get close to the Paralympics and the Canadian Paralympics puts out some incredible advertisements and promotions that. People start to see that and they start to get excited by what's happening and what's out there and they're like oh you know this paralympic event is coming up this summer i can't wait or they start to know an athlete or identify with an athlete and they get really excited about it so getting involved is always one of those things and i often believe that's led by a person and championed by a person and the reason i say is because we have many staff that have met families or athletes um, people with disabilities in the community and people travel great lengths to be with that person. They, they like the familiar, they like the enthusiasm of the person. They just feel that that's part of what they want to be around in terms of um, enthusiasm or excitement. And it, it's really kind of fun to watch really.
1: Uh, I was listening to your hall of fame speech the other day. And one of the things you said is you have the best job in the world. Why is that? every day I learn
0: something new. I like to learn. Uh, I like to be part of things and you get to interact with people that at some point have said they can't do something, whether that's based on a medical diagnosis, uh, an injury, a diagnosis, um, just feeling that they've been told, or to your point earlier, the experience hasn't always been good originally. So to be in a place and an organization where we promote and support, uh, people in an, I can attitude and to try and that we're here to support every day, every hour Pretty much, there's someone sharing how excited they are to be part of something that they weren't before. And every day you, you learn something new through someone that's faced some obstacles and then has overcome the barriers to participate. And every day you kind of hear the stories of, um, success and success, not in a way of their, they're achieving their highest level, but success in the day, They got up in the morning, they were excited to be part of a sport. They were excited to learn about a sport. They're excited to play a sport. And in some cases say, I'm excited to be part of a team. I made a team that I didn't make or I couldn't make before. I didn't think I could. So I'm very fortunate. I have an incredible group of people around me every day. And the people that come to Brady Village every day, they're exciting to, to me to learn more about and to hear what they do.
1: No, that's amazing. And I think your positive energy is contagious and it keeps people involved in programs. So I appreciate that personally. Uh, is there anything that we didn't touch on that you, that you would love to touch on?
0: I think the big thing, Greg, is just uh, getting people more aware of what's out there and, and supporting people with learning more about resources that are available. Um, There's a ton of great organizations and a ton of great resources available that people don't know about and have a hard time finding or locating. And I'd just like to share with Variety Village, we have some great resources. Uh, We have some great workshops and training opportunities if if anyone's interested in those. Mm -hmm. Canadian Paralympic does an incredible job of promoting resources and opportunities, as does Special Olympics, uh, Special Olympics Ontario, and Special Olympics Canada. The Coaching Association of Ontario and Canada have been incredibly helpful in terms of creating more um, coaching interest for athletes with disabilities and for Parasport Ontario as well. They've done a great job of of promoting resources and creating links and ideas for people to get involved.
1: Archie, I, I personally know so many people that have benefited from just knowing you, being in programs at Variety Village, people that have represented Canada on the biggest stage to kids who have just gained so much from Variety Village. So thank you for all you do. It's much appreciated. Thank you, Greg. And thank you for all you do. If you enjoyed this conversation, be sure to check out the rest of the series beyond the field at AMI.ca or through the AMI TV app.
0: This was an AMI podcast for more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.